0: Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the mundus.
1: <laughs> G-Matt, you sure have a lot to do today. Yes, I do. Lots of small things that add up to one big day, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Doesn't that feel overwhelming? Well, it didn't before you Don't said you it. Don't you feel so exhausted all hey, the time? Hey, can you
0: shut up? Nope. No, I cannot. Let's get overwhelmed before we start a single thing.
2: Is that ham processed? If it's processed, I don't want it. Ma'am, that is an 11-pound whole slab of deli ham. It has no bones, fat, or connective tissue. It is an amalgamation of the meat of several pigs, emulsified, liquefied, strained, and ultimately inexorably joined in an unholy meat obelisk. God had no hand in the creation of this abhorrence. The fact that this ham monolith exists proves that God is either impotent to alter his universe or ignorant of the horrors taking place in his kingdom. This prism of pork is more than deli meat. It is a physical declaration of mankind's contempt for the natural order. It is hubris manifest. We also have a lower sodium variety if you would prefer that. Mother, my brother, and I have a request for dinner. Up with it then?
3: The delegation has come to a verdict. We would like Olive Garden for dinner.
2: Olive Garden? What an audacious request.
3: We will also take McDonald's as a compensatory selection.
2: Do you have the treasury for your demands?
3: Are you asking if I have McDonald's money? Perhaps. Mother, please. My brother and I have been eternally faithful to this house. We will use your funds for the Olive Garden campaign.
2: I expect you're aware of the leftover spaghetti in the fridge.
3: Yes, I am. Now would be a good time to mention I got an A on my algebra test. How
1: convenient. How convenient. Now, tell me, when did you receive this
2: A? Last month. A month ago? You waited four whole weeks to tell me of this victory so you could leverage it for Olive Garden? Do you see me as cattle for you to milk whenever you grow thirsty? You said we could choose what we wanted, and this is our decision! Answer the question, boy! Am I Midas? Am I made of gold? I will wreck the leaves, and I'll vacuum all the floors. Mother, please... Is he our Christ?
3: Does he speak for you? My brother was out of line, yes. I wanted McDonald's, but
2: his ambition convinced me to take up arms in his crusade. So you're both greedy. I have raised seagulls. I am no seagull. Get the spaghetti out the fridge.
3: Mother! Liar! Brother! You witch! You'll rule this day!
2: Barry King, Merrimack College. Kyle Royal, Smoochie
3: Wallace. University, of Miami. Desquarius Green, Jr., University of Notre Dame. Ibrahim Moizus, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Jack Marius Tac Theratrix, Michigan State University. The Isaiah T. Billings Clive, Coastal Carolina University. The Jasper Provencrux III, South Carolina State University.
2: Leoz Maxwell Jr., East Carolina University.
3: Jamaris Jamar, Jamaris and Lamar. University of Middle Tennessee.
2: DeBoin Shower Handle. University of Southern Mississippi. Hingle
3: McCringleberry, Penn State University. Le Carpetron Duke Marriott, Florida Atlantic University.
2: Quachvo Quachvo, San Jose State University. Ozma Taz Buckshank, Stanford University. Scores Velociraptor Malloy's South Dakota State University. T.J.A.J.R.J. backslashes forth fourth, the fifth, Albion College. San Diego State University. <laughs>
3: Donkey Teeth. Boise State University.
2: Torque.
3: <laughs> Lewis. Nevada State Penitentiary. Dan Smith. BYU. Wow, Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift, that's pretty cool. Unless unless they broke up in the middle of the season. Yeah, well I'm sure if they did it would be fine. Oh, totally, yeah. How long do her flings usually last? I mean, I don't follow her life or anything, but I think the average is like six weeks. That'd be like, what, week? Week nine against the Dolphins. Big game, yeah. Oh, pivotal. But all of her breakups have been like amicable, right? And I'm not like a big Swifty or anything, but I think it's been cool for everybody. Except for Joe Jonas, Jake Gyllenhaal, Harry Styles, the guy from Al City, obviously John Mayer. What happened with John Mayer? He hasn't smiled since 2009. How long do the breakups last? One was over text, one was 25 second phone call, but that's when the guy does it Joe Jonas style. You ever heard of Joe Allen? No, how do you know this stuff? I don't. These are only whispers. What happened to him? Some say he's dead. <laughs> Cod swallowed in my opinion. I think he's out there somewhere. Biting his time, too weak to carry on. But he's got Mahomes, their chemistry is- Taylor doesn't let her boyfriends have chemistry with anyone else. She weeds it out, root and stem. Again, I'm not a big Swifty. Well, maybe they'll date long enough to get through the whole season and like, you know, pass the Super Bowl. Do you know what the week before the Super Bowl is? It's the grannies. That's when Taylor Swift shits out whatever man she just had for breakfast. I'll never forget 2013. She put Harry Styles in a clown suit. Not that I follow any of this stuff.
2: There it is! A touchdown kill!
3: Hi, I'm from the Department of Words. We need a word for people who struggle reading and writing long words. Dyslexia. What? Dyslexia. Right. How do you spell that? D-Y-S-L-E-X-I-A. That seems needlessly unfair, but okay. We also need a word for the speech condition that affects the letter S. Lisp. Oh come on, man! You can't name the condition something they can't say. <laughs> and finally, we need a word for the fear of long words. No, you wouldn't. Hippopotamus shrews is quite Why? Because chaos reigns. I heard the other day, like yeah. an old street joke. This is really fun. Okay. I like this. A guy, uh, guy's going through the woods. And he sees, uh, he sees a lamp on the ground, and a genie comes out of it. And he goes, oh, whoa, whoa, a genie. And he goes, genie goes, all right, you got uh, you got two wishes, let's go. And he goes, two? I thought it was always three. I, what, kind of, what kind of genie only grants two wishes? And the genie goes, look in your pants. And he opens his pants, he goes, whoa, my dick is huge. And the genie goes, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time.
1: <laughs> all these kids, they love the 90s, big 90s trends. You love the 90s so much? Go away for the bus. Go away for the bus with no cell phone or anything. Look at your feet. Look at your feet for 10 minutes. Then look
4: up at the tree. Yeah? Go, you're bored? Go look at your feet again. What else are you going to do? You're going to take a rock, throw it at a stop sign for 25 minutes? Mm-hmm. You love the 90s so much? You got, you, you, then go wait. Go sit after
1: soccer practice and your mom is late. And the coach took all the balls. You're cold and you're sweaty. Just sit there and just kind of look at your feet a little bit. Just look back at the goalposts and look back at the feet, and then look, go look at the curb. Kind of sit on the curb maybe and, and look up at the fence. Is that the '90s so much?
4: Let me ask you something.
3: When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, "Sounds like someone has a case
2: of the Mondays"? No no man shit no man I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that man
0: Show, and a special
1: thanks to
2: you food subscribe, rate, and review, and share the part of
1: your fellow food. Remember to follow, like, and comment on our Instagram, at Foo Bar Show, that's F-double-O Bar Show, and we'll foo it up like a couple of foos. Ain't that right, Steph? Meow, meow. Uh, Steph, today's going to be a good one. You want to know why? Why? Because we got tons to talk about, including uh, the LA Comic Con that we just went to, mm-hmm. and Mr. Derp McSnurp Oh! <gasps> The Godzilla
4: Derby, Derby McDerpy
1: minus one mm-hmm. the movie that we just saw yesterday and we caught a matinee it was it was nice catching it you know with uh, very little people in the movie theater but we'll get into that a little bit later uh what else are we covering is that it pretty much
4: yeah we're just full on geeking out can, today
1: can I start with something with a, a bit of a celebration of sorts please uh you know we don't do sports on this podcast anymore but I, I do have to say that I, as a Dodger fan, I think we have some championships in our future. Oh, oh. I think uh, oh. that Mr. Uh, Mister Otani will do marvels for the Los Angeles Dodgers fan base. And um, he was being severely underutilized with the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim for the last several years. That team those poor bastards had this generation's Babe Ruth and this generation's Mickey Mantle with Trout. Mm. And they could not surround these two great players with like some competent teammates. And they were always just shitting the bed year after year. And I can imagine that um, these, I don't know about Trout, he's getting paid, but Otani, I mean, he's, 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 he's a champion. Yeah, and he has that champion mentality. It's no surprise that at the end of last season, he um, he's just like I'm injured, I, I, I'm out of here, and he just cleaned out his locker and bounced. <laughs> yeah, just coughs out.
4: Uh, why do you think the Angels could not provide that team?
1: Uh, cheap. They're, I'm sure it's money uh, and and just mismanagement. I don't know. I don't really read too much into Angels news. But, I mean, that's just looking from afar. What else could it be? You know, just aside from mismanagement and...
4: Budget cuts.
1: Budgetary restrictions. Who knows, man? But Mm. I am uh, excited. I started parading around the house when I heard the news. I... um,
4: (laughs) You sure did. You screamed from the bathroom. Oh, Tony's coming! And I was just like, what (laughs) is going on?! (laughs) Who I had to think for a split second Otani, Oh, Otani
1: Yeah, so um, For all my fellow Dodger fans It's it's happening
4: it's Congratulations happening. The
1: highest paid contract in MLB history Of $700 million Over a 10 year period But you know, when you break it down It's only $70 million per year That's After taxes it. That's it. It's like maybe, what, 40 I don't know, man He got gypped yeah <laughs> no, um, man, that's that's insane you know how, so um e- expect prices to go up significantly at dodger
4: stadium how much is it for a ticket now
1: Oh uh, shit you know i mean it's a good team already as it is so you're gonna expect them to win so no nah, shit man i remember when i was a little kid and the the pavilion seats were like seven bucks uh, now, I think an average... Are you looking this up? The average pavilion has got to be, what, in the $20 range? Maybe 30 So, something up close. We're talking hundreds of dollars. But if you type in uh, just a ticket let's in 2023.
4: See. Let's go directly to the MLB.com yeah, website. Yeah.
1: So, the average, uh, let's see, ticket. Um, well, the season's over. So, you're probably not going to find anything. But, um, oh, you got something there?
4: Let me, I'm just going to randomly select oh, a uh, spring training one, okay. which I know it's not going to be the as same. much.
1: It ranges from 30 to 85 bucks, but that's spring training. That's over in Glendale, Arizona. Uh,
4: oh, these are like 40 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I do remember from this season, uh, I really wanted to go because it had been such a long time since we've gone. Mm-hmm. And I think the average ticket for a good seat was like $97. And that's why we didn't go. And I'm just like, is that for two tickets? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's for one ticket before all the service charges. Not only that, but then you got to buy. You got to park. You got to park. You got to buy. You have to buy a Dodge Dog. You have to. And that's already
1: what, like. A daughter dog is like what? It's 10, ten bucks. Let's just 12, call it ten. Yeah. A beer is
4: eighteen dollars.
1: That's Eight. before Otani
4: too. <laughs> no, that's how much it is now. Yeah, but
1: Otani next year, oh, that, well, that's gonna be that's gonna be in the twenties, lady. <sighs> uh, peanuts, and you're gonna have to get jack. the not
4: yeah, nachos.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be insanely expensive, but for, you know what?
4: For a party of two. Yeah, imagine sh- if you had a family. Yeah, cause you know you gotta take the kids. Oh, geez. Party of four. How many you're dropping? Like at least for good tickets, a mm-hmm. hundred dollars a piece, right?
1: That's crazy, man. That's crazy.
4: You're already spending upwards of five hundred dollars uh, just opening, to get
1: in. Opening day is going to be insanely popular to try to even get in and get tickets to to be there. So um, I don't know. I'm down. I'm down. If there's anybody out there who's uh, who's going, man, yeah. hit us up I'm because I'm I'm down like a clown in the ground. Start Charlie recycling Brown. those cans. Oh yeah, I've I've got aluminum ready to go.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm excited about being in second place in my fantasy football league. Foosball in my fairy tale foosball league. Uh, right behind, if you would believe it. And I got I should have I should have prepared for this. Here. I'll um, stall. Um,
4: no, okay. you're fine. All
1: right, I'm right behind. <laughs> the person who's in first place is none other than DJ No Chill. DJ No Chill. No Son of a way. bitch, man. Uh, he's been playing really well. Uh, he, he. I mean, he has Mahomes. He has. Uh, he has McCaffrey. Uh, those Pete. Those two alone have been doing wonders for his, for his team. So
4: he picked us on team, huh?
1: <laughs> no. No, he didn't. No, but, but nobody's calling him out on it. I mean, it's a it's a two person team. It's it's him and his wife Lauren. But collusion. But
4: that's <laughs> what that is.
1: Uh, but you know, still uh, they're winning, and um, so playoffs start next week for our league, and I'm in second place, which I I hope to get a a good a good spot in the uh, in the bracket. And um, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to go all the way. I've never played uh, Fairy Tale Foosball before in my entire life.
4: Yeah, you have. You played it once.
1: I no, I didn't. I I've been playing Pokemon.
4: No, didn't which you is play it virtually once? the same? Or thing. you just went to the party?
1: I just went to the party. I got oh. drunk while they all did their draft. But that wasn't me participating in the entire. Uh, oh, okay. In the entire league and everything like okay. that, and the yeah. proceedings.
4: I have never seen you scream at the TV so much. It's just like you became one of those stereotypical guys watching football on a Sunday. What are you doing? Pass the ball. No. Yes. No. Don't like. even try to deny it. Well, you
1: see, what happened was And that the phone
4: is just on to the stats of your uh, fairy I'm looking tale at my football. stats. And then just like every game. And of red zone stats. See, the thing is,
1: because I'm a rookie in this league, I have something to prove. I have a chip on my shoulder, Mm. especially when, you know, everybody's just like, oh, Joe doesn't know how to play foosball, much less, you know, fantasy foosball. He's going to he's going to shit the bed, you know, and I was getting flack and everything like that. So I got something to prove. And but you know I'm I'm fairly good at math and statistics. I am uh fairly good, I was fairly good at Pokemon growing up, and virtually like essentially like the fairy tale foosball is you're playing Pokemon mm-hmm. with with ball players, except that you know that the stuff's happening in real time on the TV. So when when I when I tell Charizard like give me Ember and he doesn't give me Ember, I'm pissed. I'm gonna need you to take it down a notch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but but still, man, uh, so I'm doing very well. Uh, but, you know, all that can change in the playoffs. I can get knocked out in the first round, and then there goes the season. And then uh, apparently there's a curse in this league where the person who's in first place has usually gone down in the first round of the brackets in the playoffs. Mm. So mm-hmm. if, uh, if that trend continues, then I would be very happy to stay at second place where I'm at. So at least I have a chance to win the whole thing. Okay. Which means that DJ No Chill is going to go down.
4: You know, those uh, sports superstitions are real.
1: Okay. Yeah. Here we go.
4: Yeah. Oh my God. They are real for the fans and they're real for the uh-huh. players. <laughs> excuse me. You mean like, excuse me by that? You
1: mean that they really, come really on passionately, me. passionately like believe in this shit. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Right. Yeah. You've seen, like, uh, sports fans, they'll wear the cap inside out. Oh,
1: jeez. Yeah, I've seen that. Or, Or
4: like, uh, baseball players, they won't shave the entire season. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they gotta gotta touch their necklace or whatever, do their little juju stuffs. Right,
1: right. I just look at stats, and I've been in second place, so, I mean, I'll take that over. Scratching my ass. Saying that it's real. At a specific time of the and game, and then play. that just
4: proves my point that you wanted to stay in second place because you didn't want to fall into the curse of being in first place. That's different. Well, that's different then. That's oh, okay. different. Explain to me how it's different. Without a shadow of a doubt,
3: you are one of the biggest <laughs> cunts <laughs> walking the face of this earth. What <laughs> so okay. do to say about that?
4: Unexplainable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, anyway, uh that 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 takes care of my sports chunk for um, for this episode. And and before we get into um geeking out stuff, um are we calling this the last proper episode of uh this season
4: of twenty twenty three? Of twenty twenty three. I believe so. It's just gonna get crazy busy for the next how many weeks we got left? Uh we got two or three. Two three weekends left of the year. So three, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, you know, if I forget to say it at the tail end of the episode, I hope everybody has a a, a Merry Christmas, a Hanukkah, everything that you celebrate. I am celebrating Festivus
4: oh, this year. Yes.
1: I put up my Festivus poll. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm setting up the uh, the airing of grievances, the the, um, uh, the the feats of strength, and that's yes. happening on December 23rd, promptly from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and then everybody just goes home after that. Uh, as long as there's no tinsel, because of course you know everybody who celebrates Festivus, we we all find that distracting.
4: Tinsel, it is too much. <laughs> you don't.
1: It's just no. <laughs> uh, so uh, big ups to the Castanses for bringing us uh, the uh, uh, the the glory and the majesty that is Festivus. Festivus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, what are you celebrating this year? Uh C- Christmas. Christmas. Okay.
4: Yes, Christmas. <laughs> You got the Basic. Christmas I got the Christmas sweater on the Fender Christmas sweater yeah, with the Rockin' T-Rex. <laughs> he's playing the what guitar. Think it says Happy Rockin'
1: Holidays. Holidays. Yeah, and he's got some gingerbread men right under the- It's actually my sweater, Steph.
4: Yes. You which you refused on. to wear to the Christmas party last night. All right.
1: It was just a party of hors d'oeuvres. By the way, I had a great time at, it was n- at Jessica and Dan's house. So uh, Thanks for having us.
4: Thank you. It was great. Uh, but was I, I felt Lots like I wine. was going to
1: be wildly... I, I had a feeling on who was going to be there, and I knew I was just going to be wildly underdressed if I wore that.
4: Somebody else was wearing a Christmas sweater, though.
1: Yeah, but you know, that kind of fit his personality.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less.
1: I wouldn't expect any, anything less from him. <laughs> Uh, it was fun though, man. I got I got uh, I got wine drunk.
4: We I, I don't sampling, get wine drunk so often. It's very rare. Like I it's probably been at least five years. Since we got wine drunk? Yeah. A couple of winos. But we were spacing it out with like cheese and crackers. And oh my god, there was this butter. This
1: special butter. <gasps>
4: what was it? French butter? I think it was like French butter oh. that she got from a, a cheese shop. Mm. Uh, Bill, something like that a little <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs>
4: mantequilla
1: yeah man uh we had some mantequilla and a bunch of chingaderas <laughs> and uh, it was great man um anyway moving uh plowing plowing along here you want to get into geeking out there steph let's do it all right Comic-Con LA, Stan Lee's Kamikaze.
4: Man, I remember the first couple years it was called Stan Lee's Kamikaze-Con and they changed
1: it. I think they changed it because, you know, when you think of Stan Lee's Kamikaze-Con, it, it implies that it's kind of tied directly to Marvel and, and everything Stan Lee that was about. But, you know, they wanted to grow it into becoming... More like the San Diego, New York Comic Cons that are way more mainstream and way more ahead of any other con out there.
4: Yes. The reason why I like going to LA Comic Con is because there are so many more panels that give you behind the scenes uh, topics. Rather than, like, the mainstream. Like, so, for example, when you go to San Diego Comic-Con, you expect all the high-end Marvel releases, Mm -hmm. right? All, like, the summer blockbuster trailers that are going to come out. But at LA Comic-Con, you get a lot more interaction with artists. Uh, You get a lot more, like, voiceover how-to classes or how to get into the industry. I'm not saying that they're not there at the other cons, but I feel like this is more, more... accessible. It's more accessible and it's more intimate setting for yeah. la comic-con so it's like that's why i like it
1: it's nice it's um it's like i don't know how to describe it it's like the minor leagues for comic-cons that uh, you <laughs> uh let's just say you know somebody's injured and they're getting rehabbed and they're playing at the rancho cucamonga quakes game so you can go catch them playing there like right in front of you yeah Or you can catch them from the nosebleeds at Dodger Stadium, you know, when they're all better again and and, and they're back on the team. Um, You, I mean, this year in particular, it wasn't so busy, I got to say. Something tells me that they didn't throw a lot of money into marketing. And if they did, my God, what the hell? Um, Because I don't think, at least to me, it didn't feel like the turnout was as large as previous years. But that's, I, I like that. I like being able to move around without bumping into a bunch of people.
4: It was definitely uh, a smaller turnout than last year.
1: Do you think it has something to do with it taking place in December? because it used to take place around like the Halloween uh, time and N- by the well, way, next year it'll it, be in October again
4: I feel like it fluctuates right um, because there was one there are there have been a couple years where it was in October. Uh, but I think primarily it's in December. What's well, colder? Majority. That's yeah. for
1: sure. It's colder when it's in December. It's been. We've also gone in November. I I, <sighs> I want to say that it's gone down in November. But the closer it is to like October, I think the temperature's better. <laughs> People are more in the mood to dress up because Halloween is on its way um i think it's just a, an overall better vibe but when it's closer to halloween than it is to the holidays yes however i know that you typically like going well you just you like going period because that's when you buy your
4: christmas gifts for that year yeah essentially <laughs> um
1: and then you know the extra bonus of us uh walking around comic-con uh but i don't know i if you're asking me i'm, I'm excited for next year because it's going to take place in early october
4: Oh, yeah. So, a lot more Halloween vibes. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to look up the show info, like how many people attended.
1: They have those numbers?
4: They had the numbers. Uh, 126,000 fans? uh, Last year. So, I don't think the stats are out for... Oh, in 2022. Yeah, I don't think they released the stats for this year. But, yeah. So, compared to San Diego Comic-Con, that's... Nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. How much would you say the San Diego Comic Con holds in p- comparison? Would you.
4: Well, consider that San Diego Comic Con are split into several different venues. So it's not just the convention center. They're at the library. They're at the surrounding areas.
1: That's true. Because when Josh and I went, uh, not to the Comic-Con per se, but we, we were there for that weekend and walked around San Diego, like downtown San Diego. And it's a party out there. Like I was just as happy to be sur- in the surrounding area of the Comic-Con yeah. than actually going in. And my God, did I get plastered that day.
4: You guys did a great job like finding different uh bars to hang out at. And then they we were, were just all bar hopping. They That's were, all we were doing. They were all themed bars yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. Like um, Kevin Smith did his uh his clerks. Uh, Hollywood Babylon had a podcast there. It was pretty cool, man. It was pretty cool. I think um, the museum had a uh had a Spider Man exhibit. So what are you looking for there?
4: I'm looking for how many people attended Googling San Diego with Steph? Comic Con, but it's
1: not giving it to me. Oh well, uh, let's just chalk it up to a lot.
4: A lot. It's a lot.
1: But back to the LA Comic Con. What was your favorite part?
4: Um, I'm definitely meeting or seeing Doug Brody. Again. Doug Brody,
1: man. What would you say? This is the third or fourth year that we've met him there at at LA Comic Con. I
4: think it's the third
1: because of the third book. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you also caught him earlier this year at Alien Con, right? Was that this year? Or was year? that last year? No, that was last year. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, his audiobook is going to be coming out real, real soon for uh, The Children of the Ship. Or unless, is that already out? No, it's coming out. It's coming out soon. And so that's That's going to be, uh, gonna be uh, what I listened to. Um, he, he gave us a little uh, sneak peek of the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Of Children of the Ship, which is the for those who aren't aware, um, Doug Brody is the author and and uh, and a real real cool acquaintance and friend of this show. Um, the show. he wrote uh, he wrote this book called The Ship, The Ship, uh, and then well, Revenge of the Ship. Well, you have it there for those watching us on the on the video.
4: These so, are the books. So, so we got first the one, The Ship. I mean, just take a look at it. It's Pretty amazing.
1: Dope. Pretty dope.
4: Then we have the ship's revenge number two
1: Uh
4: and our final children of the ship
1: yeah so and that's the 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 last book of this trilogy that puts it to, to bed pretty much
4: correct yeah and we have a special somebody on the cover
1: that's his daughter
4: that's right what's her name leia (laughs) which we got to meet at la comic-con
1: and so she was actually signing uh, her autograph to anybody who wanted to have her sign the book for children of the ship because it's pretty much her picture that he drew uh on the cover now again for those who aren't familiar with duck brody we've talked about him tons of times here on the podcast but he also does a lot of like uh, storyboarding for a lot of Famous and popular movies mm-hmm. that that we've uh, that we all, that we've all enjoyed like Thor and things like that. He did the um, that uh, Dave Grohl movie Studio Six 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 storyboarding, and he he shared that with us, uh, let us at least see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very impressive artwork. He's he's a real hard worker. I, I understand he just sold something too. He sold like a series, and uh, after yeah. after writing it, he wrote it a long long time ago, and now you know it was on a shelf. And uh, it's been taken off the shelf, and and he was able to sell it. So, uh, congratulations! Because yes. I know that's that's not easy, man. That's not easy to do in showbiz. Uh, so, I wish him and his family all the best. Um, and uh, you interviewed Leia.
4: I did. And, yeah, I uh, and questions. I actually have
1: the video and audio here if you <laughs> want to see it. Yes, let's all do right. it. It's like gonna be like three minutes. So, here we go.
4: Everybody, it's Stephanie from the foo Bar Show. I'm here with Leia. Um, Leia, what do you like most about being on the cover of your dad's third final book of the Ship Trilogy?
0: That I can brag about it.
4: <laughs> did you choose? Um, did you choose what you were um, going to wear for the cover?
0: So. I had to do multiple takes. And first I was just wearing my regular clothes. And then one night my dad was like, go downstairs, get out of bed, get onto that blue dress that you have, that's strappy. And I got into it. And then my mom was downstairs and then we did it. So I didn't basically pick what I wanted to wear. Basically, no. How do you feel about aliens? He's gonna want me to um, Well You'll be honest. Really? I don't feel anything about aliens. I just don't get anything about well only when they're cute and they're animated. And that's what I like about aliens. Okay. When they're
4: cute. Cute and animated.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you
4: had some sort of superpower like an alien, what would you have?
0: moving objects or I would do people's thoughts. I would do invisibility because you know what I could do with the invisibility? What? I could do whatever I wanted. I could I could do anything that I wanted. I could literally I could go to my friends houses. I could open the door to my friends houses and like I could be like I could so first I wouldn't be invisible and I would say okay let's go to your house and then me and her would be holding hands and I could go into her house and me and her could have a sleepover every single night there you go
4: you gotta be careful with it though cause invisibility you know people are gonna be looking for you no
0: they're not. no <laughs> they're not gonna know
4: about it they're not gonna know so you would sneak out of the house and then return yeah. without anybody knowing yeah alright All right, Mom and Dad. You better watch out. (laughs) Okay, let's show the book one more time and let everybody know where they can get it.
0: On Amazon, and at, like, Comic-Con and places like that. Hold it straight. I I can't. It's
4: like... Children of the Ship, the third installment for Doug Brody's The Ship (laughs) Trilogy. (laughs) I'm here with Leia. L.A. Comic-Con, and thank you.
1: Yeah, man. That was cool that uh, they let us interview her daughter. Yeah. Her daughter. Um,
4: It seems like she's thought about that for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe they practiced, you know. Invisibility.
4: (laughs) Yeah, she's thought about that for sure.
1: So, I mean, uh, when you were a little kid, what was the the power that you wish you
4: had? Uh, I wanted to fly. Fly? Because I was the... I used to live in an apartment complex with stairs, and I lived on a third floor. Mm -hmm. And I was the one that always carried the groceries up, and I hated it. And I always wanted to fly so I can just get the groceries and then just fly to the front door so I didn't have to walk up the steps. Nice. Nice. I
1: always uh, toggled between super strength or being able to read people's thoughts. Okay. Because that, you can definitely leverage... The latter, you know? Yeah. Get your way by just knowing what they're, you know, what they want.
4: I can see. You can probably steer the conversation any which way you want it based on what you can hear them thinking about. Exactly. Exactly. Or super strength.
1: (laughs) I would just force them. (laughs) (laughs) Flying is cool, though. And invisibility, that's a solid one, too.
4: You can definitely do a lot with that. You can do a lot with that one. Mm -hmm. So. But flying, I I still kind of want that. I'll just,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, you can drop into Disneyland at any, at any you know, whenever you want.
4: Yeah. Still got way in line, though. I mean, you can fly to the front of the line, but they ain't going to let you in.
1: No, but at least you don't have to pay the entrance fee and parking and all that um, Well, I guess. You're already in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, cool, man. Uh,
4: yeah, so Children of the Ship, the audiobook is actually out uh, right now. It came out on the... Seventh.
1: Okay, so it's been out for four days now. Yep. Sweet.
4: Find it on Audible. You can buy the book on Amazon. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Or Alien Sky Publishing.
1: Sweet. Sweet. Um what else did we see over at uh the old Comic Con?
4: Um we stayed for a couple panels. So we There was s- a couple of uh,
1: <laughs> Spider Man based panels that we saw right
4: yeah so one of the panels um we had seen i'm trying to read it right now um oh have you heard of the story about superior spider-man
1: only because of the panel but what do you what do you got there
4: (laughs) so superior spider-man was a story um that developed like 10 years ago and now they're bringing it back so what happened was doc ock actually defeated Spider-Man and took over Spider-Man's body, his mind. So Spider-Man is Doc Ock.
1: They switched?
4: They So Spider-Man is... Peter Parker is dead. Ah. He is dead. He is not coming back in this story. Mm-hmm. And Superior Spider-Man is Doc Ock. And so they're bringing it back. And uh, Spider-Boy is going to be in there. And um, the pan- they were talking about how... S- Spider-Boy has no powers at all. He didn't lose Uncle Ben. He didn't get bit by a radioactive spider. And he's just kind of, he's just a boy. Mm-hmm. So he gets to live his entire life with Uncle Ben. Meanwhile, you know, there's a Superior Spider-Man. And then all the shenanigans that go on with that. Interesting. Yeah. All so, right. Um, S- Superior Spider-Man. The This installment just came out last month
1: um i understand and- that there's a cliffhanger to it and they're gonna tie it all like they're gonna bring back peter parker but in a new way yes like uh, something that's never been done for, before like they're not gonna use magic they're not gonna use like the the multiverse or anything like that it's just gonna be something new or like time travel so that's gonna be interesting
4: right just regular old superhero stuff Hmm. No multiverse. Lazarus Pit? No, that's that's <laughs> a different universe. That's a different universe altogether. That's DC. Uh and then another one, another panel that we stayed for, which is also another Spider-Man panel. Or I think it was the same Spider-Man panel. It's it just was, a different yeah, a different person. a <clears throat> uh, different uh person. storyboard artist. Person. Um <laughs> <person>. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Jane's Meet Dazzler. It's Spider Gwen. Smash number one. So, if you remember in Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse... Okay. Spider-Gwen was a drummer. She was in a band. Right. So, this kind of explores the Dazzler and... The band? The band. Okay. And Spider-Gwen is... Going about her shenanigans. I don't really know the story for and this. Then, like they fight like the Hulk or something or
1: a Hulk. There is a Hulk. A variant.
4: Looks like he's pretty like a beastie Hulk.
1: Yeah. He's kind of fuzzy. Yeah. Look. He's not like the Hulk that we know. It's like a variant Hulk. Yeah. Uh, for this universe, at least. But yeah, um, he's, he's, he's hairy. He's furry. And he, he crashes one of their concerts, I guess. Yeah.
4: Uh, an assassin has set their sights on the headliner, which is their band, mm-hmm. which means uh, Spider-Gwen may have to trade her drumsticks for her web shooter sooner than she anticipated.
0: wow mm-hmm.
4: This is going to come out... When is this going to come out? Uh, soon. Soon. <laughs> Cause, uh, they released some of the panels already but there are no text to it the
1: artwork is pretty dope
4: yeah it almost it's kind of reminiscent of uh what is it gem and the holograms is that Uh, the band do you remember that afraid not gem and the holograms really what's that gem and the
1: holograms googling with steph
4: it was like a superhero thing oh well, I guess it was. Jim and the Holograms, uh, American animated musical television series. Like a Josie that and ran the from uh 1985 to 1968. 88. Uh, oh, so whoops, 85 yeah. to 88. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Starlet Music. Her alter eagle, Jim, lead singer of the rock group The Holograms. Um, this is great pod. <laughs> i don't know much about gem and the hologram You're the one Google been, that. It, i'm just it. saying that the animation looks similar not the animation but the um the flare of the mary janes yeah i get looks that. very similar and that's what it reminded me is yeah, gem right and the holograms right on very 80s-esque anyway they uh get into their spider <coughs> shenanigans and we'll see what happens Uh, But those are two Spider-Man stories that you should look into Mm -hmm. because uh, Spider-Man is awesome.
1: (laughs) Oh, and this video game that we stopped to play. uh, Comp 2 Q-O-M-P. And then the number two. It's like Pong. But if Pong was in like 3D um, and... No, it's still 2D. Sort of. Yeah, you're right, I guess. Uh, but it... it. Let's see. what it, uh, Control a Pong ball aching to break free of its life stuck between two paddles. Explore a dangerous, minimalist world armed with simple two-button controls. Tap a button to change direction by 90 degrees and hold down a button to unleash a cathartic dash forward. That's all you need to solve environmental puzzles and labyrinth uh, levels. Around each corner is a new challenge that... Will test your two-button and problem-solving skills. A variety of difficult enemies and bosses help you mark your time as you navigate through 30 levels spread across four worlds. So it's a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. It's like well, and and it's would you would you compare it with any other game you've ever played with?
4: Um, hmm. no, it's definitely a pong game. It it feels like a pong game. It's pong, but you have to like smash your way out of it, right?
1: Right, and you go around corners, and hmm. you got you really have to get used to the physics of it and uh, the 90-degree turn that it allows you to do.
4: It's almost like a brick-breaker type of th- yeah. scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, this it's is... Very entertaining. C- it is. They have the first three levels um, on display at the booth, and... I do not know how to play this game properly because I couldn't figure out the angles yeah. and it was all slow and, you know, you're screaming at me, just keep pressing the buttons because every time, there's there's literally only two controls. Yeah. One is to turn the ball 90 degrees. Yeah. Back and forth, 90 degrees. So you can like 90 degree your way up to a corner of the screen. And the other one is to... Like
1: to charge up.
4: Yeah, charge and release. Right. And when you
1: release, it goes fast, so that you when you hit something, you can potentially break it or move it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds so simple, but also very difficult at the same time. You get used to it. Um, once you do, it's kind of
1: it's not easy, but it helps. Once you do get used to it, um, I see here that it's coming out on PlayStation, Switch, Xbox, Atari. The sourdough bread. The sourdough bread that is Xbox. Yeah.
4: Somebody, I forgot who mentioned it. I think somebody gave us a post sent us a post about the Xbox logo and now I like and see a sourdough yeah, bread. The designer
1: used to uh used to make sourdough bread and that's why the logo looks the way it does with that X because when you make sourdough bread you put an X on. It's all it's, it's it's sourdough bread for fuck's sake. it's what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Sourdough bread. Cool. And so yeah, I'm excited Release date TBD. There's no release date yet. Hmm. Uh, The developer studio is Graphite Lab.
1: Cool. And then lastly, uh, we'll see the last thing you wanted to talk about for Comic Con.
4: Uh, Oh, wait! One more thing is we saw Claudio from Coed and Cambria. That's right. Slash, uh, the prize fighter Inferno. I got. My brother's blood machine signed. And so, if you know anything about Coding Cambria or um, the Prize Fighter Inferno, is those bands have a concept right behind them because their albums are usually concept albums and they have storylines behind them that coincide with a comic book. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the Coding Cambria albums coincide with what we know as the Amori Wars. And so it's like this big universal scale type of war, mm-hmm. sci-fi. Um, there's different characters that you hear in the songs and they come out into the stories. It's almost like, you know, page by page type of thing. And so my blo- my brother's blood machine is from his other band called Press Fighter Inferno. And it's a story about um, this girl wanting to get out of a, a abusive family. Um, high school misfit, wrongfully accused of murder. Um This town called Margaretville is in trouble. I'm going to read you the description in the back. Uh, but its residents couldn't possibly grasp the disturbing darkness looming beneath the surface of their otherwise picturesque village where an abominable secret has awakened in the woods, yearning for salvation. The times. They are a-turning. Cool. So I like this story. It's really dark. You already bloody, read it. Um, Very, very dark bloody. This is not for kids. <laughs> nice. Definitely adult uh, themed concepts there. And give it a try. Hell
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Well, that was fun, you know, getting in line and meeting Claudio briefly. It was him and his wife, right?
4: Yes. So, Condra also has her own uh, book that she released. And it's uh, all these uh, nice poems. Hmm. Um, it just came out. So that was a that was a new, a new release nice. from them.
1: Cool. Well, last but not least, Steph, you wanna you wanna talk about Derpy?
4: <gasps> my favorite.
1: Podzilla. We haven't done a Podzilla in a while.
2: The Foo Bar Show presents.
1: yeah man we saw we saw godzilla minus one in theaters uh this weekend and it's the best godzilla ever made ever 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 and it's by the toho studios japanese so it's a japanese movie it is in japanese so if you hate reading subtitles fucking suck it up because this is a great movie
4: oh my god amazing now
1: we're not going to spoil anything so don't worry about that unless steph does something stupid
4: Hmm. (laughs) well what had happened was
1: (laughs) but um i gotta say that um it's they do something special that has worked in other properties, like like the first few seasons of Walking Dead, where it's a it's very much a human experience type of story, with, but that happens to have zombies in the background, or in this case, Godzilla is going down in the background, destroying yes, you know, parts of Japan. Um, they take this back to post World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we talking? Like the late forties, early fifties, right?
4: I think it's just no. There's a timeline within the movie, so mm-hmm. I think it starts off at nineteen forty-five, something like that. Yeah, right at
1: the end, and and does a little bit of a, well, not a whole lot of time jumps, but there is a, a there's a yeah, there's time jumps,
4: a little bit. Yeah, it's not bit. too much, not too crazy,
1: but it doesn't go from forward to back. It just goes forward. Yeah, to tell the story, uh, which I like. I like that they did that. Um, I like the, you know, when we watch a movie here in the United States about World War II, we see it from our perspective, from the winner's perspective. Right. And, you know, this was an opportunity for Japan, or for any studio, really, to come out with a movie showing it from the opposite's perspective. I don't think I've ever seen a story or movie from the Japanese perspective of them losing the war and everybody dealing with that. I don't know. We haven't. This is like I think the first time you know, seeing something like that and what goes through their mind. I mean, not only did they see a bunch of fucked up shit in, in you know during the war, but now they have to live with a world where they lost that war. Where they saw so much death and destruction mm-hmm. um not only out in the war fields, but also in their homeland.
4: Yeah. So you see them like kind of have to rebuild everything. They're
1: rebuilding Japan and their 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 home. And um and then you have Godzilla to reckon with too now.
4: Yeah, because he's not in on anybody's radar for mm-hmm. like the longest well well, you know, the ten. Yeah, so, I, I don't want to say it.
1: See, I almost ruined it. You almost ruined it. I almost ruined it. But uh, but let's just put it in in simple terms. I mean, it's about a soldier. I'm not ruining anything by saying this, but it's about a soldier going through like PTSD.
4: Yes, that's exactly what's happening. You know,
1: and and him dealing with his his own struggle and coming to terms with himself because there's a there's another story at large about why he survived um and why he um is kind of going out of his way to 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 be the hero to save everybody from the uh the godzilla attack now if you all remember from the very very first godzilla movie they um they killed them with using that oxygen destroyer yeah chemical whatever um i like what they did here where they
4: are you gonna say it? You can't say I'm it. I'm not
1: saying anything. But I like what they did here where they kind of the fight they took it to the ocean. Uh-huh. In their own they use physics and they explain that well. Okay. I thought, you know, when when they gather everybody who wants to fight together.
4: I mean, all of that's in the trailer.
1: Yeah. Not ruining anything like that. But they use physics to try to defeat him. Uh, and that made a lot of sense and then when at the end of the story of course you know i don't want to say it i can't say it stop talking but there's <laughs> just don't say it there's a there's a cliffhanger we haven't seen the last of derpy doing his derpiness and can we talk about his derpiness oh my god yes the derpiest so the way i describe yes! it well, when we were leaving the theater i'm like you were saying uh, like how you really, really loved what they did with his dead eyes when he's looking at oh,
4: you. Oh, man, that was my favorite part. And the best
1: way I can describe it was, you know, when Will Ferrell, like when he's when he when he just gives you his dead eyes and and he just he just goes into like that character that he's doing. Like, uh, I don't know, let's just say anchor man yeah or anyone any one of his characters when he just he's playing like a straight faced, but he's just doing something wacky that's what it reminded me of and it was amazing and when he uses his blaster his his uh what do you, what did they call it the uh the heat ray the heat ray it's like an atomic bomb and then the way they do it man it's, Ooh, it's just it's crisp. oh my god yes so good so good um and yeah when he's fully formed then he's walking throughout japan and uh it very much like he he doesn't ho- have a whole lot of dexterity you know it's it's very much like the old derpy that we know and love of yeah. him just kind of strolling through he's
4: just walking on he's just walking walking on land because he's been in the ocean
1: and um and he's not very fast but he's very destructive he's a thick boy he's very thick Um, So I like that they still kept a lot of the elements of the original Godzillas.
4: Yeah. And that's probably why this movie works so well, because there's all the source material that they pulled from and they Mm. kept it. Yeah. It's not like they they don't have to reinvent the wheel.
1: And they gave us an amazing story, like a very human story behind it.
4: Yeah. And that's probably why this is getting such
1: high reviews. Dude, it got 97 97. on Rotten Tomatoes. 98 audience score. That's amazing. For a Godzilla movie. For a Godzilla movie. That's not even in English. Yeah. You know, it's it's a Japanese movie. Um, It runs two hours and five minutes. It's, I think the pacing of this movie is great. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it needed to be two hours and five minutes. I don't think there was one minute wasted in this movie.
4: No, they did everything spot on.
1: I gotta say this. So for me, and I know that we're in the tail end of 2023. This is the best movie of
4: 2023. Yes, agreed. And it's the best movie
1: I, of the year. I'm not only saying that because I'm a big nerd. I'm not saying that because uh, here at the Foo Bar Show we enjoy ourselves a good derpy, a uh, mm-hmm. good dose mm-hmm. of derpiness with Godzilla movies. For fuck's sake, we have a we have a segment called Podzilla, Podzilla for you know that we've had for years, um, but it's 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 genuinely a really really good movie.
4: Yes, uh, I am going to give this a ten out of ten.
1: Yeah, uh, it's not hard to rate this one, and I'd say it it, it for me it gets a perfect score. Mm-hmm. Character development, the the action sequences are amazing. Um, the way that they explain their motives of why they they're doing what they're doing and how they're going to go about doing it, they they just waste no time. There's no minute second wasted in this movie, and you're enjoying every freaking second of it. Um, they they wasted no. They didn't they didn't pull back any 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 punches with this one. Yeah. I'm just so happy with it, and I'm down to go watch it again.
4: Yes, you're just heavily invested in each one of the characters Mm -hmm. like the the time they spent for the character development was just the right amount of time i feel like any less and you would not build that relationship Mm -hmm. and that's why the movie works so well yeah um prior to this my favorite movie was the very first godzilla movie
1: the very from like 1950 something yes 1954 i think three 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 or something like that
4: yeah yeah the poster around here somewhere Right there, yeah. That was my favorite one because it was—it was right here. Ah, It's on the side because oh, our it. our frame yeah, it's broke. In Japanese though. Yeah. Well, we know what it says. <laughs> um, Let me ask: Does it
1: say Godzilla on it? Derp. He's super derpy in that first one.
4: <laughs> it was like a three hundred pound suit that he had a walk through. Duh. Um. Yeah. So this one definitely takes the top. And I'm gonna have to put that, you know, the first, very first Godzilla movie at the number two spot.
1: Yeah, out of out of all the Godzilla movies, even the the new American ones, mm. like, where would you rank that? What were what would be your top three? Take into account into account all of the Godzillas that have ever come out, American or Japanese.
4: Um. So having seen minus one, this is now my number one. Yeah. My number two is the very first 1953 Godzilla. Okay um and let's just go top three the other one was um godzilla king of the monsters
1: okay the the, one the american the
4: american one yes
1: okay the first with one.
4: mothra yeah and uh is that the one with Ghidorah? yeah yes so. mm-hmm. yeah okay
1: cool yeah i i gotta say that of course this was the best one for me um and then I really enjoyed the shit out of uh, Godzilla vs. Kong.
4: That was a good one.
1: That was a really good one. And, um, and Godzilla 2000.
4: Yeah, just, I just couldn't. You keep couldn't. thinking
1: that that's the Matthew Broadway no, one, I, and it's not. No,
4: we recently, I think we saw it this year, okay. the Godzilla 2000. That's what, the one with the spaceship hanging overhead and sucking all the energy out. Is it?
1: Yes. Hmm. I think you're confusing it with a different one. No. Anyway. I'm not
4: thinking about the lizard one. The lizard-looking Matthew Broderick one where no. he lays all the eggs.
1: Well, it came out in the same year, I think. Godzilla 2000 yeah. and that Matthew Broderick one.
4: Broderick?
1: Bro-, Bro-, Bro. I can't say. Brodwick? <laughs> I'm hunting wabbits.
4: <laughs> Duck season.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh go see it if you haven't seen it um, I they might pull it from the theater soon uh, unless it continues to get like awesome reviews and and it starts it to make,
4: just came out
1: but they had to renew it like they had they, it was only supposed to be out for a, for an X amount of time because it's it's a Japanese like they didn't know what to make of it here in the states like they didn't know how to plan for it mm. so it only was supposed to be out for a couple of weeks and then they extended it because of the response that it's been getting so I don't know how much longer we've got until they pull it um so go see it yes and um uh, and, and report back for fuck's sake it's it's a really good movie
4: i know i think i would like to revisit this on a podzilla and like break this down piece by piece oh when enough time has gone by yeah so we don't spoil it for anybody yeah maybe when we come back yeah maybe we'll be right back
1: maybe maybe by <laughs> by the time we uh come back from our break here from from the holiday break It'll be uh will probably be out on streaming or something.
4: We got we're gonna give you one month.
1: <laughs> All right. You got till mid January. Exactly. Now, uh you were reading something that they have opened this up to its own universe now? Like there's gonna be more movies that will be direct sequels to this minus one movie.
4: Yeah. So Toho, I don't think Toho officially announced it yet, but there is going to be uh its own universe i mean it's probably going to be similar to what we saw uh during the the first era of godzilla movies which Mm. it was like the same godzilla just fighting different monsters right right and then that's when godzilla like transitioned from being our nemesis to now being our friend because all these other monsters started appearing and we started using godzilla as an attack point on those monsters
1: yes he, i w- he was an anti-hero at a certain point yeah yeah cuz he still would fuck up tokyo i mean yeah <laughs> at any chance he got it's funny when we were walking around <laughs> we were walking around comic con i saw this uh, poster that somebody made that says what would godzilla do uh, <laughs> and i'm yes. like uh, so whenever you know you're you're confused as to uh, you know whenever you're having a, a bad day or something you 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 look at that poster what would godzilla do You're right, Derpy. I'll go destroy Tokyo. (laughs) That's what Godzilla would do. Thank you.
4: (laughs) No doubt about it.
1: Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Is that going to do it for Podzilla? Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's also going to do it for geeking out right that'll do it no! and the show uh thanks for everybody who's been listening in especially this year it's i know there's been a lot of holes in our programming uh we've been real busy uh staff going to school Me starting a brand new band, uh, Shoelace Express. Go check us out in this coming year. We're going to have a lot of uh, shows lined up that you all can attend if you're around the Southern California area. A lot more news to come, too. So uh, I'm excited to continue the pod into 2024. Um, Let's see what else. What other kind of bullshit we come up with?
4: Yeah. Um, Hopefully, we'll be more available for guests and some more events that we can bring you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else there, Steph? Take care of yourself this uh, winter season. Don't forget to wash your hands because, you know, I'm always yelling at you to keep your body clean. Right. Um. Stay safe and go find something new and let us know about it. Yeah. And we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah, report back if you find anything uh, that's that you think that we would like. Send it in, man. Uh, our email is uh, foobarshow. That's f double o bar show at gmail.com dot com. Also, um, if you go to foobarshow.com you'll have an opportunity there to uh, send us a, like a voicemail too. You can drop drop a line um, or even just send a, a voice message through an email too. That works too. We'll play it on the show and all that good stuff. So. Uh, I think that's gonna do it. I think that's gonna do it for mm-hmm. 2023. Uh, stay safe. Don't be a dick. And uh, we'll we'll see you all next year. I mean, if I post something else at the at the end of this year, it won't be like a drawn out episode like this one. It'll probably just be yeah. a bunch of clips, um, like drops and shit like that that we've been playing for the intros and outros of our of of this year.
4: Yeah, we're gonna do a best of.
1: Probably, maybe not. We'll see. You might get something like that. I usually do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all so very much for listening into the Foo Bar Show. And a special thanks to you, Fooz, to subscribe, rate, review, and share the pod with your fellow foos. <laughs> Remember to follow, like, and comment on our Instagram, at Foo Bar Show. That's F-double-O, Bar Show. And we'll Foo it up like a couple of Fooz. <laughs> I've been Josie.
4: And I'm Seth. Signing off, saying Joe
2: Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. Danny, in Wisconsin. You're live with Stephen A. What's up, Danny? Talk to me. Stephen A. Smith, uh, when you think about the GOAT of sports, you think about Mike with stakes, Brady with seven
3: rings. But where do you rank a guy like Lightning McQueen with seven Piston Cups?
0: Hmm.
2: I would tell you he wouldn't be the goat. How are you going to be the goat? Because you talk about the movie Cars, right? You talk about the movie Cars, right? I mean, when you talk yes, about the Strip King time, Weathers and, and Lightning McQueen, they're both tied with seven piston cups. Strip Weathers, you've got about him. How can you be that's the goat? You point. got somebody and that's tied with that. you. You got somebody that's tied with you. Sorry, that ain't gonna work. Well, I know you tried to catch me with that. You didn't think I knew that about that. You didn't think I knew about barely, cars, did you? When you say, okay. when you, you think see, about it, you slept on a though. brother. You slept on a brother. You got 28 circuits. You got 28 circuits under Strip his belt. Strip Weathers races. has seven piston cups. I am not about to sit here and argue with a grown ass man about the movie Cars. Oh, come on now. Steven. Strip Weathers has seven piston cups. You should have yeah, brought me somebody that didn't have you as you many piston an era cups. Of old
3: engine cars? Yo, we'll man. talk about guy
2: Lady McQueen
3: that's like. That's like comparing them to Jerry Danny, West era. You, Danny, see
2: how, you can't. Danny, how old are you? I'm 21, Steven. You're 21. Okay, well, you're still a young man. You're, you're a young man. Uh, what about Fast and Furious? You watched that movie? Yeah, Fast and Furious. Good uh, film. Did you like. Which one did you like better? Five, six, or seven? I mean, eight, nine, and ten are good uh-huh. too, but which one did you like better? Five, six, or seven? Because I liked five to seven. Five. You like Five? Five? That was with with Vin Diesel and and The Rock going at it when The Rock was trying to hunt him down and all of that other stuff. What I'm saying to you is I think you picked the right one because I liked Five a lot. I really, really did. My point is if you're gonna argue with me about something, how about it not be an animated movie like Cars? How about it be something like Fast and Furious? I would have appreciated the question better.
3: Cars is as real to little kids as- You're not a little kid!
2: You're 21! you would you would have a point if you were seven years old calling me. You're twenty one years old. What are you doing wearing a diaper? <laughs> Goodbye, man.